Want to navigate your way from book idea to bestseller and beyond? You're in the right place. Listen in for interviews with industry experts and inspiring authors who are making their mark in the world of independent publishing. Get ready for down-to-earth, actionable advice and insights from those who know the business best. Welcome to the She Gets Published podcast. Here's your host, best-selling author, transformational book coach, and indie publishing mentor, Lynette Pottle. Hey, hey, my soon-to-be-published author friend. Welcome back to the show. Before we dive into this week's episode, I want to give a special shout out to Joanne Kay. She recently left a review on Apple Podcast where she said, I've been going back and forth for years on whether to write a book. It just all feels overwhelming. This podcast has helped reduce that overwhelm. So much practical information. A big thank you for taking time to leave a review, Joanne. I'm so happy you found value in the podcast, and I hope this is the year where you move your book idea forward. Know that I am right here cheering you on. Now, speaking of reviews, that's something books and podcasts have in common. Reviews help new people discover valuable content that can be game-changing for them. In fact, I thought it was a topic worthy of a full episode, so I brought back a special guest from season two to chat with us about it. You may remember today's guest from episode 26, where she talked with us about growing our author platforms using BookTok. Yes, I'm talking about the one and only Alexa Bigwarp. Let me quickly reintroduce her in case you missed that episode. Alexa Bigwarp is a USA Today bestselling author and founder and CEO of Write, Publish, Sell a company dedicated to helping authors and small publishers professionally self-publish and market their books. She's also the founder and host of Women in Publishing Summit and owns two hybrid publishing houses, Cat Biggie Press and Purple Butterfly Press. All right, without further ado, let's dig into this juicy topic. Here we go. Alexa, I'm so excited you're back on the show, season three. I know your episode with talking about book talk back in season two was a big hit, and today is going to be twice as juicy, I think. So thanks for coming back. I am so excited to be back. I love being on podcasts. I love um, working with authors and all of the things. So thank you for inviting me back. Yeah. So today's topic is one that you hear about all the time, and that's book reviews. Like everyone knows book reviews are a good thing to have, but then the big question becomes, how the heck do you get them? Right. It seems like on launch day, there's some excitement and you get a few reviews maybe, and then boom, nothing. And it's not that the quality of your book changed or that people are not enjoying your book anymore, but they're just not taking that extra step to leave the review. So today we're going to dig into this. How do you get reviews? Well, sadly, I'm going to start off with the bad news first. Sadly, (laughs) if you're not in a, what I like to call reviewable genre, it's going to be a hard road for you. And what I mean by that is that there are some genres that have voracious readers that read literally like a book to two a day and are excited to leave reviews all the time. These are like 
YA, romance, um, sometimes thriller. But when you think about like witchy books, um, anything like that, like where you have your fiction, fiction, basically the fiction categories. If you're writing a book in fiction categories where people just love to read and share the reviews, you're going to have an easier time. That doesn't mean it's easy um, for a new author because you're still trying to figure out what's happening and what's going on and, and building, finding those readers, et cetera. But for the non, the categories that are a little more challenging, like children's books and like nonfiction, which many of us fall into as author entrepreneurs, as entrepreneurs who are writing books for our businesses, which I believe is a large majority of your community. Um, it, it's more challenging and you will have to do a little bit of extra legwork and, you may or may not get to the level of reviews you want, which I realize is super frustrating. But the good news is I have some ideas for ways to increase your uh, chances for getting reviews. And you are always full of good ideas. That's why we love having you as a guest, why we love (laughs) attending your conferences. Um, So if you, and you're right, you're spot on. Uh, She gets published community is really predominantly made up of nonfiction authors uh, people, coaches, entrepreneurs. And so we know heading into it that, yeah, it's going to be a little bit more of a challenge, but there, it doesn't mean that we throw our hands up in the air and just say, oh, well, I'm not going to get any reviews. That's not true either. So why don't you start by guiding us on a path of, of where could we begin? Um, often people begin far too late in the process in terms of waiting until the last minute or waiting until their book is published and then trying to go out there and, and rile people up and get some excitement from it. So really what you need for, for nonfiction authors, what we find to be some of the best um, a best way to ensure that you have some level of reviews is to actually start by seeking endorsers from early, early on in the process. So endorsers, it's just they're still reviewers. It's just a little bit of a, a different way to um, talk about them. It, it, you can call them advanced readers as you want. But the difference with endorsers truly is that praise page. So if you think about, and this is kind of the way that you hook them into it as well. You ask them far in advance, three, six months out, I have this book, share the synopsis. I really think you'd be a good fit to be an endorser. Are you willing to do it? And then if they say yes, they get a copy of your book far in advance um, and they have a deadline to return their endorsement. And the, the kind of the carrot for them is to say, your praise will be going in the praise page in my book. It will be going on the editorial review section of my of my sales page, whether that's Amazon or wherever the book is at. And so they're going to be getting visibility by including their little blurb. And you want to make sure that their name and their title or their company or something is there. So Lynette, you might review my next publishing book and and have give you know just putting this out into the universe, giving a little blurb that says. <laughs> This is the best book for self-publishing authors I have ever read, and I've read many of them. Lynette Pottle and your and your you know your your business were your business tagline or name or whatever you want to have to go or author of. That's a great one too if you're talking to other authors, author of whatever book, whatever it is that that gives them their credibility for leaving that review or gives them um, some little information. So you start reaching out to these folks and we did this recently. Um, Well, I do this with almost all of our nonfiction books. So we start off way in advance, ask, find people that are either 
colleagues, other experts in the industry, or people that would have the same target audience um, and, and ask them to leave an endorsement that then goes on a praise page at the beginning of the book. And also we put these on, on Amazon. So <clears throat> this is really good because you're asking them in advance, are you willing to be an endorser? Explain it to them. Many people have never, and here's the thing, like we learn concepts and we forget that other people have never heard of us, heard of this thing. So you can't just go out and be like, hey, Lynette, will you endorse my book? And what does that mean? You know, say this is what an endorser is. They provide a quick blurb ahead of time. We even go so far as to provide some sample blurbs for our endorsers because many of them are super busy. And, you know, so I will, I will include a synopsis of the book. I will include some other information about it. In addition to once they've said, yes, we'll send the full book and some sample endorsements so that they get a feel for verbiage and make it as easy as possible. So then you say, okay, my book is publishing on November 5th. We have to have the final interior files done by October 5th. So can you send this to me by no later than September 5th so that you have time to include it in the book and all of that. So that gives you the opportunity to go back to them a couple more times and say, you know, have you read it? Do you have this ready? You have, by them saying yes, they've given you permission to kind of you know, bother them until they either say, I can't do this or yes, it's coming. So, so you have that big list and, and this is great because even if they don't go leave a review themselves on Amazon or they don't go to Goodreads or they don't go to these other places, you can put all of these in your editorial review section. So you'll see tons of reviews from people at the top of that page when someone's looking at your sales page. Um, and also, hopefully you can convince them once the book has published to go on out and leave a review as well on the actual review sites. So that's one method. Do you have any questions yeah. on that particular? No thing? questions, but just to kind of recap, I think the important takeaways there, and thank you for really breaking that down. That's so tangible of the steps to take. And the big takeaways for me are it really boils down to education, right? We have yes. to educate people, not assume that they know what it is that we want. We want to help make it easy for them. Um, so educate, make it easy and communicate clearly. I think the big piece around deadlines is super important because oftentimes, even on launch teams, you see this, uh, that yes, maybe somebody really wants to support you or help you, but the time frame isn't going to work for them. So by giving right. that information up front, they can make an informed decision and rather than go through kind of the disappointment later, they can give a quick no because they know, you know, I've got another launch or I've got something else going on at this time. Right. That's exactly right. And, and I mean, that's important too. And, and, you know, other ways, the, I think sometimes when we're publishing books, I, I see this with a lot of authors and please excuse me if this comes off the wrong way. I'm not, I'm not trying to be rude here, but a lot of times we approach things as a, you should be doing this for me instead of coming at it as a win-win situation, right? So um, I get asked to review people's books all the time and they just, you know, send me the stuff and say, will you review this for me? But there's never a, what can I do for you element of it? And maybe that sounds really, you know, harsh, cold, whatever you want to say. But the reality is, we are all busy people. We all have a lot of things going on in our lives. Your book may be the best thing that's that's ever come out on this topic and and we hope so. But, you know, when you're asking people to do something for you, there should always be 
what I can do for you in return. So yes, you know, let them know your blurb will be featured in my, uh, on my website, in my whatever. And, and maybe on your website, you even say, I'll even include a link to your website with your blurb or something like that. It'll be in the book. But I would say, go even a step further and actually send them a physical copy of your book at some point in time, once you've gotten some, some print runs done so that they have it. Why? One, if they haven't left a review, this is, or actually read the book, because some people will just skim the book and send you an endorsement. You know, they may take a picture with it. They may share it on their social media. They may actually go in and leave, leave a book, but it's just a really nice, um, gratitude as well that goes the extra level that shows that you're really appreciative of them taking time out, especially if you're, you know, asking really, some people go for really big name people. And it's just, it's important to show that you really appreciate them taking time out to do that. Um, so, so yes, that's, that's the endorsement piece. And it can be, I mean, you can wind up with 30 or 40 endorsements. And then on the tail end of it, the key is when you've sent that book out to them, or if you don't send the print copies, that's fine. Not everybody does that. Um, but definitely send a follow-up email and let them know where it showed up. You might want to send a link to your website if you include it on their website. And then just kindly ask them, would you be willing to also put your review on on Amazon, on Goodreads, give them the links, make it as simple as possible. And I would even copy and paste their actual review that they sent or their blurb so that they don't have to go digging for it and just say, thank you so much for this um, review. Here's where my book is at. It's now published. If you have 30 seconds, could you please go over and post this review for me? Reviews, especially if they're not an author, they may not know back to your education piece. They may not know how important these reviews are and just say, you know, reviews are critical for new authors or for um, authors without a lot of books out there. So if you have the time to do this, it would be greatly appreciated. If not, I'm so grateful to you for taking the time to, to send um, an endorsement. And back to simplicity, right? Yes. Like, I love that. Not only provide them the links, copy and paste what it was they said, because they probably didn't keep it, right? So put everything yes. at their fingertips so it's uber simple for them to be able to support you. Always the win-win too. I love that. That's just my operating system. So I love that you said that, pointed that out. Yeah. And this is a great task. If you have a virtual admin or someone like that, you know, have them, I'm, I'm just going to tell you all the details today, have them keep a spreadsheet where every time an endorsement comes in, they have um, that, the list, the name, the, their, their, key website information or whatever key information you want about that person, drop the, um, the blurb that they put in there, because then you'll have a, a com, you know, a compilation, a, a place, a nice little storage place where all of your data is easily accessible for when you're doing other things, because you'll want to use these blurbs also in your pre-launch marketing to get other people excited. Oh, Hey, look, Lynette Pottle said this about my book or Alexa Bigwarf said this about my book or, and again, tag them on social media, you know, do those types of things so that you can get more engagement and more excitement as you're going into it. Because Ultimately, what that does is it helps you create more buzz and more interest and other people can see what's happening and get excited about it as well and will hopefully um, will hopefully want to go in there. So that's, that's the first one. Uh, ready to move on to number two? You're listening to the She Gets Published podcast with Lynette Pottle. If you like what you're hearing, be sure to leave us a review and subscribe. Yes, we are ready. Okay. 
All right, so number two, this is a really great strategy for people, business owners in particular, or people that have something good that they can um, that they can offer as a bonus. Um, so this is called kind of like a, it's kind of a combo between a pre-order campaign slash a um, uh, a launch team builder type of campaign. You can do it in a couple different ways. So I'll go through both of them. So you can do your traditional advanced review copy um, campaign where you offer your book for free to people. But I don't advise this for warm audiences, for your warm audience. You've been building an email list. You've been doing all of the things to make sure that you've got a community of people and um, and you want to make sure that that those people are sold your book because you know you've you've done the efforts to bring them in. Advanced readers, I liked it. The, the free version of your book I like to use for cold audiences, which we'll talk about in a second, some different ways that you can do that. Um, but for your warm audience, I, I, I consider like a, a really steeply discounted pre-order campaign, like a 99 cent ebook pre-order with bonuses. And so those bonuses could be anything from a, a course that you've already created that would be really, really easy to e-deliver as a bonus, maybe an ebook that you have, maybe a checklist. Maybe you reach out to some of the people that you um, uh, uh, brought in as your endorsers and say, hey, here's another opportunity to get in front of my community. Do you have an ebook or a free course or a free challenge or something like that that you would like to include? Uh, Carrie Green with the Female Entrepreneur Association did this really, really well with her book launch. She brought in together a whole bunch of other people people compiled a bunch of bonuses and said, if you pre-order my book, um, you know, send me the confirmation code or enter it into this form or however you want to set it up and you'll get all of these bonuses as part of it. Now, the reason this can be a really good way to also get reviews is because one of the things that you can do is you can say, oh, by the way, if you pre-order the print version or even the EPUB version that's going to deliver to you, you know, through your Kindle or whatever, I'll send you the PDF in advance and you can dig into it right now. Or, some, you know, you can, you can do that as an option. And then you can follow up with those people and say, hey, have you had a chance to read the book? Would you be willing to leave a review at launch day? You know, you can't offer, you can never, this is very, very, very important. You can never offer an incentive for someone leaving a review on Amazon that's against the terms of services. And they have been very wild lately about just shutting down people's accounts. So you don't want to give them any reason to do that. So you cannot leave and you cannot give an incentive for that. How? Ever, there are ways around this. You can say, um, you know, how do you do, how do you phrase this? You don't have to ask them to leave the review on Amazon. You can say, here's the link to Goodreads. You can leave the review on Goodreads. First of all, before launch, that's the only place people can currently leave reviews of your books. So um, here's the link to Goodreads. Here's the link to Amazon. I would love it if you'd um, consider leaving reviews there on Goodreads before launch and on Amazon after launch. So you can suggest it, but you can't say in exchange for this, I'm I'm asking for a review on Amazon. Um, you also can't do the send a screenshot of your review on Amazon and I'll enter everybody who does that into a prize for whatever. No, that's that's also not not um, not acceptable by the terms of service. So by going down this road, you've you've done a couple of key things. One, 
you've gotten people to pre-order your book, which will help with your ranking, right? So that's that's critical. Um, I'm not a big, uh, I, I'm not a big believer on be- bestseller campaigns on Amazon, only because, well, they serve a purpose, right? They give you marketing material. If you say, I've reached number one, I've got this, I've got that. In that way, they're good. And I always encourage our authors to try to go for it, right? But recently, especially with the changes to the categorization, um, it's going to be more challenging for people to hit the bestseller in certain categories anyway, unless you've done your research to really get the right um, subcategories out there, which is a whole skill set in itself. But you know, the the beauty of these is that it gives you marketing materials. And the reality is if you're at the top of categories, you're going to be seen more. So there is benefit to being the top of a category. So you should so you should go for it. But if you can't hit the top of a category, that's not the end all be all. But sales and reviews and those types of things are what's going to push you to the top of each category. And you do want to strive to the top 10, top even 100, depending on your definitely top 50, um, depending on your category. So if you are doing running a pre-order campaign, you're getting people and having them do it in the manner that I just said, where there's some type of bonus delivery. It's the only way that you actually get email addresses from people who are pre-ordering your book. So now you've got email addresses and you can follow up with them and you can offer incentives for them to join your launch team through that email list, right? So, hey, you pre-ordered my book. Here's all the bonuses that you received. Would you also like to be a part of my launch team? Here's what that entails. I'm asking my launch team members to leave a review, do this, do that. And then you can segment those folks off into another list where you can communicate to them about um, the reviews, give them, if you join my launch team, I'll give you the PDF of the book right now. And you can, you know, and you can start working through it so that you can leave a review early on Goodreads or Amazon. So that's how you use a combo pre-order slash launch team, get email addresses, get people excited, bring them on in and, and at least have their email address to communicate with them about leaving reviews. Does that make sense? Hopefully I spelled that out. Yeah, the email address, I think that's a a critical one that sometimes gets overlooked, especially for new authors and how important that is to be able to continue to communicate with your readers. So great point, Yes, We are nearing the end of our time, but one of the things that I've heard, I know time goes by so fast and this is such great information. But one of the things that I've heard you talk about that I'd love you to touch on just briefly is the concept of review tours, I think is what you call them or. Yes. um, Yes. Yes. So let's talk about that really quickly. So um, review tours can be done on social media. They can be done on blogs. They can be done through newsletters. There's a ton of ways to do them. And um, unfortunately, on the nonfiction side, I have yet to find a good company that organizes these for you. So on the fiction side, there's lots of companies that will take, and sometimes they do nonfiction books, but you don't see them a lot. You can look at love book tours and see if they have any or or Google um, uh, Instagram book tours or blog book tours or things like that and see if you find companies that include nonfiction, but the majority of their books tend to be fiction off fiction books. So I'm not sure of the success rate for a nonfiction book. 
However, that doesn't mean that you can't um, you can't organize your own. And before we started using um, these these companies that do them for you, and the reason it's nice to have a company that does it for you is because they curate the readers. They curate the people right. who have said, yes, I want to receive these books in exchange. I will post on social media. I will do this. I will do that. And if they don't meet those terms that they agreed to through the host, then they don't get invited back for more um, tours. So, you know, that's appealing in itself. But if you want to do it on your own, um, again, it takes a little bit of time and research. You'd want to spend some time figuring out who's blogging about or who's bookstagramming about or who is TikToking about your style of book. Go out. You can find them. I'm sure most of you are very well versed in social media, but using hashtags, going and finding similar authors, seeing who's following them, seeing who's reviewing books of their followers, those types of things. Um, but there's hashtags that identify almost everybody. I'm sure you can find, you know, um, some type of hashtag around your book, doing the research, finding the people who are talking about reviewing those types of books, and then, you know, following them, engaging with them, and eventually reaching out and saying, hey, you know, I've, I see that you're reviewing similar books to mine. You can find out in their profile if they have a specific process for doing reviews, but if they don't, just DM them and say, you know, I've got this book tour happening. I would love for you to be a part of it. Are you interested? And if they say yes, then you can direct them to either a form that you have. We use Google Forms where we ask them to fill out all their information so that we can send them a book um, and get all of that from them. And you can also ask them to, you know, select their their date or time in that form when they would like to commit to posting their review online. And so now you've got all their data, you've got a date and time, you've got their information. And then of course you have to be doing all the things on the back end, the emails, the content. When we do, when we were doing our own review tours, we offered eBooks and print books. So to the biggest influencers, we send out print books and keep in mind, Big doesn't always necessarily mean numbers. You can have somebody with 500 followers who every time they post something gets 89 likes and, you know, engagement on it. So um, we would send print books to the most applicable audiences, I should say, or influencers, and then kind of create, make sure they have a hashtag to use, make sure they know what what um, accounts to tag when they're posting, make sure they have a, a blurb, a synopsis, because some people sadly will not actually read the book. They'll just post the synopsis and, you know, and the cover, make sure they have the images that you want them to use, anything to create the buzz. The hashtag is key. You want to follow that hashtag. You want to be looking for that hashtag. Hashtag and you want to be engaging with that hashtag as much as possible when people are using it. So, you know, hopefully we'll find somebody who um, who loves to review, I don't know, maybe this is my next business, Lynette, setting up a, a, a nonfiction uh, book tour organization. Um, but, you know, do, doing those types of things, whether they're blogging or posting on social media or, or whatnot, and then you do the work of of sharing that information. Hey, we've got a book review tour happening. Here's all the sites. Make sure you visit and post all of that stuff. And it can be quite timely. It can be quite a lot of work. So back to what I said at the very beginning of our entire conversation, reviews are hard. It is very, this is the hardest piece to me of marketing a book is actually getting a review in certain uh, fields and industries, so or genres, I should say. So the earlier that you can start in the process, the more legwork that can be done very, very early. Um, 
the better you're going to be because you don't want to wait until the last minute and try to be shuffling for reviews when you're launching and when things are busy. Um, the, if you can hire help to help you organize these things and get it done and keep track of it, that's going to be great. And just, you know, edu the education piece on why it's so important to your community, because especially if your email list is um, mostly other well, consumers or other entrepreneurs, depending on what you're doing, or other business owners or whomever that audience is, if they've never written a book, they have no idea how important the reviews are. And reviews yeah. really are worth giving away your book to receive because they're that critical when it comes to sales, um, particularly on Amazon. Yeah, I love all of that. Thank you for just like pouring out the knowledge to us. We're like drinking from a fountain, taking notes. This will be one people go back to. And, you know, so the, so the key takeaways about simplicity, but then also what really stands out to me is don't be afraid to try something new. When you're talking about the book tours, oh, maybe something doesn't exist as a company. doesn't mean you can't do it on your own. You need to allocate the time. And I think that's one of the things if you're serious about, creating sales with your books and not just using it as a, a calling card per se, that it is going to take right. an investment. So allocate the time, plan it, try some things, experiment, and know that it's not like magic. And the people that have tons of reviews, they worked for them as well. And so it, what you put in, you will get back. And just to not be discouraged, yes. I think, to know that it takes time and try new things. Um, so Absolutely. Alexa, before you go, let's, um, like people are sitting on the edge of their seat and they're like, where did this woman come from? I have not heard from her before, which if they listen to the podcast, obviously they do. They, if they have been to women in publishing summits or your workshops, they, they are here because they knew you were going to be on the show, but there are some people that are just learning about you for the first time. So let's make it easy for them to get more of you and the value that you bring? What's the best way for them to do that? So we have two places you can go. You can either go over to womeninpublishingsummit.com, which is where I would suggest that you start if you're really looking for um, you know, webinars, workshops, training, all of those types of things. We have the annual conference, but we do monthly webinars on, on topics um, across the board for, for authors and, and, and um, professionals in the industry. And then you can also go to writepublishcell.com. Writepublishcell.com is more our repository of tutorials, information. You'll find all the things over there, like how do I get an ISBN and what, how do I file my copyright and the really like nitty gritty in the weeds kinds of kinds of things. Um, and you can also, you know, if you'd like to book calls or do any of those types of things, you can do that from, from the right published sell side. We don't offer that yet on the women in publishing summit side. So, and of course we have the publisher podcast, which, um, has all kinds of information on it as well. So yeah. <laughs> And we'll have all the links, all the places. Um, and you are on social too. I see you on Instagram. So we'll put all of that information in the show notes so people can easily find you. Any last words of encouragement, Alexa, you want to share for those going out to just start getting reviews? They're getting ready to publish their first book. What do you want to leave them with today? Yes. You know, it's, it's, this is so cliche to say, but it's a marathon, not a sprint. And especially when it comes to those of us who are writing nonfiction books that go along with our business, please remember that book sales may not be 
like the end all be all for us, but what comes out of those books is what's really going to make a difference. And I know of people who've gotten so much business, myself included, just from utilizing their books as a key tool to bring in new leads, to bring in new business, to expand their business as a as and become a thought leader in their industry. And it's, you know, it takes time. But I look at my very first book that I've just slowly but surely continued to, I don't even really market it, but I do run some Amazon ads. But, you know, I was looking at the numbers the other day and over 10 years, it's now over 3000 print copies sold, which again, doesn't seem like a, a huge amount, but we donate, it's a, it's a book for grieving mothers. So we donate right. thousands of copies. And the fact that it's continuing to sell and continuing to get reviews just shows me that, you know, as people come across your work and as they read it, they will leave reviews. You just have to make sure that people know that it's out there. And don't forget that you have to be very verb, very vocal. Like it used to be people need to hear something seven times before they take action. I saw that they've updated that recently to 22 times (laughs) because we're just getting slaughtered with, yes, yes. Just so much stuff coming at us all the time. So be be vocal, take your time, start early, be consistent and don't give up. Just know that, you know, it, it will come with, time and consistency. Yes. Worth the effort. Seeing you in the world of publishing. Thank you so much, Lynette. That's a wrap for this week's episode. We can't wait to hear how you put what you learned today into action. Remember, the journey from book idea to bestseller and beyond is within your reach. Keep writing, keep learning, and keep pushing forward on your path to becoming the published author you aspire to be. And for more tips and encouragement to support you on the journey, follow us on Instagram at at SheGetsPublished. On behalf of your host, Lynette Pottle, thanks for being a part of the She Gets Published community. See you next time. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM, women's voices amplified.